episode 23, The Courage to Say Yes. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nechama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom and welcome to this week's episode. I apologize if I sound a little bit down. I'm recovering from a stomach bug. Uh, But I wanted to come on today and talk about the courage to say yes. Last week was Hanukkah, and we were fortunate enough to spend a few days in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem. And one of those days we dedicated to a yes day. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the movie Yes Day, I think it came out in 2021. Uh, This is a movie that we saw with our kids on a family movie night where the children essentially plan the entire day and their parents are not able to say no. They can only say yes. So of course, there are certain limitations. There's a budget. There's a distance if you're traveling. um, No permanent damage. Uh, I don't know if those limitations were actually in the movie or if we came up with them, but the idea is that you kind of loosen the reins, let your kids dictate what happens for a particular day, Um, And the movie was really, really fun. And since we watched that movie, our kids have been asking for a yes day. So I wrote about this on Facebook, on social media, because I thought the concept was a really cool concept. We kept pushing it off because it's a day that you really need to dedicate to this activity. It requires planning. It requires kind of figuring out distances, cost, etc., And it just never quite happened, but we decided this Hanukkah, we were going to do it. Our kids had some ideas in Tel Aviv and in other places in the country. Given that we are still in the middle of a war, uh, we didn't feel comfortable allowing them to extend this beyond Jerusalem. So we really just focused on activities within Jerusalem. But I hope that we can do this one day after this war is over, where they really can plan things in other cities and other places, because I think it's also a great opportunity to explore. Israel is so small, um, and in just a few hours, you can go up north, down south, uh, and really benefit from all the different activities that are are all over. So I want to kind of explain what this Yes Day meant for me and why I was concerned about it. I am a person who tends to have certain rules, have certain guidelines that help me feel that I am in control of a situation. So for example, for as long as I can remember, um, in a taxi, I always preferred to just get a price up front rather than having him turn on what they call here the monet, um, which is where the price keeps going up and up. Um, and I just felt more comfortable knowing ahead of time what that cost was, even if that cost ended up being more expensive than what it would have cost if he would have just turned on the meter. So that's kind of who I am. I like to know things. I like to be aware of what certain costs are. The unknown 
is not super comfortable for me, um, although some people find the unknown very exciting. Um, so going into a yes day, it was very important for me to kind of lay the ground rules in terms of what this day would look like. So obviously, like I said, we limited it to Jerusalem. Um, we had a certain budget that we put in place. Um, like I said, no permanent damage, no things, uh, you know, like piercing holes that that you do on that day and then they have a lasting effect. Um, I'm trying to think what other rules we had in place um, and nothing permanent, like no adopting a puppy, even though our kids would have loved that. So the idea was really to just kind of let go, which already feels very uncomfortable even saying it, to let go and kind of let the kids plan and execute the day. So of course our kids range in the ages from eight to 16. So even finding activities that suited everyone was quite challenging, but we started off the day at a really nice restaurant. The kids were able to order breakfast and pancakes and all their sugary drinks. My eight-year-old wanted a cappuccino. We gave her that. Um, of course, we encouraged our children to really consider how hungry they were um, and not just order whatever they wanted, but like to order if they were still hungry to order something else. Because often when you have that leeway of just being able to order whatever you want, um, you often order more than your stomach can handle. So that was just a little learning opportunity there. But the idea was order what you want, go all out. Um, and that was kind of how we started our day. From then, we went to um, an escape room, which was so, so fun as a family. Even our youngest, who's eight, was able to participate. Um, it was a great family bonding experience. And then from there, we kind of had a little bit of a difference in opinion of what the kids wanted to do next. Some of them wanted to go to go-karting and to the arcade. Um, some kids wanted to go shopping. Um, so we kind of divided and conquered. Ruvain went with some of the kids to do the go-karting and arcade. And I went to uh, go shopping and we kind of walked around Jerusalem and then we gathered together later. We had sushi for dinner. And then at 10 p.m., the kids wanted to start a movie, um, which again, every every um, signal in my head was saying, it's 10 o'clock, they need to get to bed. But of course, I was reminded this is a yes day. Um, so they watched a movie from 10 p.m. until midnight um, and everybody got to sleep at noon. So one of the things that I shared in my post was how... I noticed that this day became increasingly easier. In other words, the beginning was really hard. In the middle, I kind of let go. I will admit that the 10 p.m. thing was like, uh, um, so it kind of became hard again. But, but there was kind of this notion of like, as you say yes, as you continue um, kind of letting go, it does get easier and easier. So for anyone who wants to try this, just know even if it starts off hard, um, it definitely does get easier. But one of the things that I kind of noticed as I continue to say yes and yes and yes is how often I say no. And I think that saying no is often easier. It's easier because it doesn't require the change. It doesn't require the effort. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. And our brains, our primitive brains, want to say no to all of that. So 
Yes, when we stop to think about where we want to go and what we want to do, yes, that involves saying yes to a lot of different things. But in the moment when we have a decision to make and it's a yes or a no, often that no will just be more effortless. It will just be easier to not push ourselves and to just continue doing the things that we've been doing, even if they don't really work for us. And this concept of just saying yes to yourself is really something that I've been thinking about a lot since this yes day. And I know for me during this war, one of the things that I've really struggled with is the balance of leading my normal life and what is normal anyway these days, but also living my life with the war going on. And when it comes to my business, it's been really challenging. It's been challenging to be inspiring. It's been cha- it's been challenging to kind of put myself out there um, and to continue working on something that I'm very passionate about because coaching is one of my greatest passions. But at the same time, there's so much death and there's so much sadness and there's so much fear. Um, and today, I actually sat down this morning in preparation for a call that I'm going to have to plan my 2024, to plan what that year is going to look like. Um, And when I sat down and I said yes to this decision, to to sitting down and doing this, um, because I've been saying no to it for, for quite a few weeks since this war has started. It's more than a few weeks, two months, two and a half months now. Um, Every time I've tried to sit down and plan and look ahead, I've had so much resistance. And I decided this morning, I have a call with someone about my 2024 plan and I'm going to do it. And as I said yes to it, I literally noticed the resistance melting away. It was so uncomfortable to sit down and think about what I want from this year. What I want from this year, like we literally are living in a war. We're living day to day. We're, it's so hard to see, forget the quarter, but beyond today, beyond this morning, beyond the news. Um, and I just noticed myself kind of ease into it and allow myself the possibility of sitting down and actually thinking into the future. And as I was able to do that, I kind of realized that what I was doing was I was essentially zooming out. I was zooming out from the incredible pain and the incredible loss and the incredible fear that I feel every single day. And I was allowing myself to just zoom out at the bigger picture. This war will be over. Life will continue. We will prevail. And I deeply believe that. But I think that we need to balance those two things of zooming in, being in the moment, being present with the loss and the pain, which is real and we're humans. So obviously we're going to feel compassion. We're going to feel all of those emotions that go along with living through a war. And at the same time, be able to remove ourselves just a bit to look at things from a different perspective, from a wider view, a wider lens. Um, And that's what I was able to do today. I was able to say yes to that process. And I just want to share this with you because I think it was a really powerful exercise for me. 
It's something that I've been saying no to for a long time. It's almost like I felt guilty doing it. I felt guilty allowing myself to think a little bit forward, to look into the future, to even dream of what I wanted because of what we're living through. And today I decided to say yes. And I don't know if it's because I practice saying yes during this yes day or because I'm just willing to take that step at this moment in my life. But I want to offer this to anyone who's listening, that you can give yourself permission to say yes, to say yes to yourself, to to stop putting yourself at the bottom of the priority list, list and really think about what are the things that you want to achieve? What are the things that you want to accomplish? And to understand that we can still mourn the losses and we can still be present and feel, but we can also allow ourselves to step away just for a bit and be able to think about those bigger picture things. And I understand that not everyone is in this place. I was not in this place just a few weeks ago. And I recognize that and I want to validate that. If that's you, then you continue doing what you need to do to survive and to get through the day and to do the best that you can on any given day. But when you're ready, I want you to pull up this episode and I want you to listen to it and I want to allow you, give you the permission to be able to pause, to take a moment, and also recognize that this isn't a total shift. This isn't we're stopping to think about the present and now all we're thinking about is the future. We're just giving ourselves a little bit of a reprieve, a little bit of a break from the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the fear, and we're just allowing ourselves to think beyond it. And I know for me, giving myself that permission as I plan what I want for this year, the meaning, the purpose, the intention, I know that it's given me so much strength, so many kohot powers um, of where I want to go and where I want to channel all of the emotions that I'm feeling, and there are so many of them, but I know that I want to take all of that, the pain and the stress and the anxiety and the gratitude and all of it, all that whole package, and I want to channel it to help other people. And just recognizing that for me was so, so important. And again, I just want to remind you that it started off really hard and I had a ton of resistance when I started the process, but I felt entirely different when I finished it. And when I stood up after that hour with a clear concrete plan, which obviously will change and evolve and morph into something else, but a plan nevertheless, when I got up from that plan, I felt so purposeful and so intentional about how I want to continue and how I want to contribute and just such clarity in terms of how I want to move forward. So I wanted to share that with you um, and just give you that permission also if you are in that place to be able to think a little bit ahead, 
Think about the things that you want. Think about your desires. Maybe all those things that you just haven't had the luxury to think about until now and be able to dream because that's what our lives are about. Our lives are about creating dreams and then figuring out how to achieve them. And I hope that you're able to get to that point if you're not at that point. Um, And if you're not at that point, then you can bookmark this for the appropriate time, but just sending so much love, so much comfort and so much strength. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you up-level your life, then reach out today. Visit NechamaWeiserCoaching.com for details.